the creation of a new information operations technical training school. The first command simply must arm our airmen to outthink, outperform, outpartner, outinnovate any potential adversary. Air Force Basic Military Training has an updated curriculum with a new focus on readiness and lethality. The first command, the Air Force starts here. Hey everybody, welcome in to the Air Force Starts Here, episode 46 of the podcast. Thanks for the subscribe stream or download, however you might be listening in. If you get a chance to throw some stars or even a review, we certainly would appreciate that as well. My name is Dan Hawkins from the Air Education and Training Command Public Affairs Team and your host for this professional development podcast dedicated to bringing total force Big A Airmen, insight, tips, tricks, and lessons learned from the recruiting, training, and education world. Pretty good podcast today as we sat down with the team from the A3G inside our A36 here at Headquarters Air Education and Training Command. And we are talking all things my learning. And this my learning effort is part of AETC's efforts to both aggressively and cost-effectively modernize education and training. It's a top priority of General Webb to advance force development and refine the systems that support the development of those airmen that we need uh, in tomorrow's high-end fight. So it's exciting. My learning is uh, a new secure learning management system that will enable student learning automation and reporting for roughly 800,000 total force users uh, in three phases. So we sat down with Mr. Floyd McKinney, the director of the A3G, who is leading this My Learning effort. We also spoke with Adam Rasmussen and Lieutenant Colonel Ian Wynn from the A3, and all of them have so much great information to talk about this three-phased approach to My Learning, of course. The first one is always the biggest one, right? And so the ADLS training that you're used to taking is going to take on a new home inside of my learning beginning on March 18th with initial operating capability. And it really is just the tip of the iceberg. And Mr. McKinney goes in depth about how the program is laid out and how it's going to tie to the force development efforts here in AETC. And General Levitt, when... My learning was first announced, talked about, hey, this is going to help us modernize how we train the force because if we're going to outthink and outperform our adversaries in complex operational environments, we need to have a modern information technology system. And so this whole my learning process uh, is part of that. And so Mr. McKinney, Colonel Wynn, and, and Mr. Rasmussen, they're going to talk about some of the um, things that are being talked about out in the field. Um, so debunk some of the myths and tell you what's going on and what the future plans of my learning uh, and how it's going to roll out. So pretty exciting stuff. I'm not going to really get too deep into the details because they do too good of a job. So without further ado, let's talk my learning. Episode 45 of the Air Force Starts Here kicks off right now. Well, hey, uh, hey, good afternoon, Dan. So uh, Floyd McKinney, retired uh, Air Force, retired in 2012 uh, out of the uh, cyberspace business. And uh, I've been here with AETC since last summer. 
Uh, prior to that, I, I had a, a great opportunity to work over at the uh, Air Force Personnel Center and, uh, and work with a fantastic team that was leading the rollout of my purse uh, and the changes we're making there. So when this opportunity presented itself to, to be a part of another, what I see as groundbreaking uh, opportunity uh, with uh, the, you know, the topic that we'll discuss today, my learning, uh, it was a great opportunity for me uh, professionally and personally. Uh, so uh, looking forward to having this discussion with you today. And Adam Rasmussen, we're excited to have you. You're brand new to the AETC team. Tell us uh, where you came from. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here as well. Um, so yeah, the new deputy coming in as of last month, uh, coming over here from the A1 Digital Transformation Activity over on uh, JBSA Randolph as well. Um, is doing the uh, division chief for requirements and test over there, um, supporting a lot of different IT systems in the A1 realm. Uh, and very similar to Mr. McKinney's uh, note, uh, heard about this, was excited to kind of apply and come over and, uh, and really, uh, really excited to help out AETC and, and rolling out my learning. And Lieutenant Colonel Wynn, I know uh, you, you also recently joined uh, the A3G team. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, Dan, yes, uh, I'm semi-new, not as new as, as Adam, but I've been with the team since January. I'm a reservist on uh, uh, active status, I'm working with A3G. Uh, so the background is in acquisition ops research uh, analysis, and I'm happy to be here with the team working with uh, my learning and then bringing this to the force. Awesome. And, and Mr. McKinney, I wanted to start with you because, you know, my learning is is one of these programs that touches every single airman across the total force, uh, including civilians. Um, this is uh, not a small project. So I kind of wanted to give you that opportunity to kind of talk about that strategic worldview of what my learning is before we got really into the weeds about some of the details. But, you know, uh, what's the takeaway for airmen? What is my learning going to do for them? Sure, thanks, Dan. So, you know, as the name uh, certainly um, uh, implies, uh, my learning is going to be the single environment where we want airmen to go uh, and our training managers, managers to go where uh, content can be consumed and learning and, and education can take place. And you're right, this is an enterprise solution that we're rolling out for, uh, it is scaled for 800,000 users uh, both uh, Airmen Big A as well as our Guardians. Uh, now that uh, uh, we have our U.S. Space Force, we are also supporting that team as well. And so we want our Airmen, as I said, to be able to have a single spot. Uh, and that's the vision that no longer multiple logins and having to go to different locations to take education and training, but a single place where they can go. And even if that training is not captured inside of or, or maintained inside of my learning, we want to provide the capability for that training to be consumed from my learning. And, uh, and that's, uh, that's the vision that we're working toward. And, and it's, this isn't a project that, you know, you can just simply make a few coding changes and it's just a new database, right? We're talking about a, a very holistic system that incorporates, um, well, at some point will incorporate a whole lot of data uh, and not just, and, and we're kind of burying the lead, right? The, the ADLS training that right. is going to be in essence, the first uh, set of uh, courseware to go into the system. But this is just like the tip of the iceberg. 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and as you indicated, um, I can say that in my entire career um, on active duty, uh, as well as I spent six years in industry uh, before coming back to the federal government, uh, I've never been involved with a project of this size uh, and, and, and trying to deliver at this, at this speed. Um, so you're right, huge project with uh, coming out the gate, we'll have uh, over 1,000 courses that will be available on platform. Um, we'll have not only the capability to deliver training and, and content, but uh, we, we have to roll in uh, all of the supporting technology that is needed so that we can really improve how we manage and, and understand the training that Ehrman have, uh, have attended and, and, and experienced. So this, this, is a, this is a big effort. Um, it requires um, partnership with uh, a number of, of organizations. We have 13 interface partners that we have to work with to build this capability out. Uh, and probably our most trusted partner in this is, uh, you would be surprised, is AFSOC, uh, because we're able to take capability that, that is already uh, mature in the Air Force Special Operations Command environment, and we move that to an enterprise solution. So that gave us an exceptional foundation to start from. And the reason why we've been able to, to mitigate some risk and move as fast as we've been able to move. Yeah, and so Adam, I, I just wanted to ask you from a, from a directorate perspective, you know, how, how does this fit into that overall force development mission uh, of the A36 uh, at AETC? Yeah, um, I mean, I think uh, just a, in a holistic view, I mean, we have the really the entire A36 is supporting this, right? We have um, obviously the six from the you know our our ATOs perspective, um, you know the rest of uh, um, the rest of the threes from a force development. So uh, what we're what I believe you know the the future of this to be uh, is more of. Uh, building and building upon what we're putting out there today and including, you know, um, other new initiatives in the future. So kind of that holistic view working across all of the uh, divisions within A36 to really understand what those future needs might be. Uh, obviously, we have near-term goals, you know, meeting uh, IOC, rolling out my learning or phase one, phase two. Um, but, but really, uh, I think from a holistic view, we definitely intend to uh, to have um, you know this uh, potentially grow in the future, and we'll be able to do that across the three and the six. So, um, yeah. And Colonel Wynn, I, I know when me and you first talked about my learning on that very first call, um, you rolled out a, an acronym at me that that was AIM, and um, I, I kind of wanted to talk about what you meant by the acronym AIM and how it applies to my learning and the benefits to airmen? Yeah, so, you know, when we're looking at our capability gaps and we looked at the way that uh, our airmen and guardians are training now, uh, we saw three main areas that need an improvement, um, accessibility, interoperability, and modernization. As, as someone who wears a uniform, as someone who was in uh, industry for a couple of years, uh, you know, we, had to go where the training was. And, and, and when you left, let's say a match comm and went to another match comm, it was a different set of rules that you had to play when it came to learning and training. And so if we close those gaps and then we allow the, the airman or the guardian or anyone who is involved with the, uh, the Air Force or the Space Force um, 
accessibility to the training, right? Where they can go out there and say, hey, you know, I'm having a, a cocktail on the weekend. I can do some training. You know, I don't have to be stuck at work, right? Um, or the interoperability piece of it. Um, so why do I have to log on to separate systems, uh, multiple logins? Uh, why can't I log on to one area where I can take my training where it's needed? And the last thing is modernization. And that one falls in line with what uh, General Brown is talking about when he uh, outlined uh, accelerate change, right? We, we need to accelerate change to, to accept change, um, to modernize the, the, the system, modernize the way we learn so that uh, at the end of the day, it helps our, our airmen um, go out there and support the mission. So that's where that came from. And then we believe that if we uh, develop this my learning system and bring it out there to the field, it will um, close those gaps. And obviously one of General Webb's top priorities is developing the airmen we need and the systems that support them. And obviously, Mr. McKinney, this is a system that supports them. And even General Levitt said in the announcement that, that uh, kicked off this My Learning rollout that this is a modern IT system that's gonna help us modernize the way we train the force. Oh, absolutely, Dan. I mean, one of the things that, that we talk a lot about in A3G is, you know, the, the fact that how and where airmen learn continues to change. Um, and, and we have to change um, uh, the way that we present that learning material to them and where we meet them. Uh, I like to uh, call it closing the digital divide. And as, as Ian, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Wayne indicated, you know, we need to move away from learn from work to learn from anywhere. Uh, and so that's our mantra and, and, and it, it takes a modern platform uh, that's interoperable uh, for us to be able to do that. So it's interesting, Colonel Wynn, I know, um, you know, we're kind of in that phase. So right now projected IOC for my learning is the 18th of March. Um, but can you kind of talk to the timeline here for implementing my learning, at least phase one, this is a three phased approach from a planning perspective, but I wanted to specifically uh, stick with phase one, which is the transition of the training from the ADLS uh, system into my learning. So can you kind of talk about that and maybe talk about some of the, uh, the issues or the challenges um, with making this all happen? Yeah, so anytime you have a enterprise solution, um, the stakeholders is gonna be everyone. Right, from senior leadership all the way to the young airman who's entering the Air Force for the first time. And we're are trusting uh, and empowering uh, our leadership, uh, our, our MATCHCOM um, leadership, our, our MATCHCOM UTMs um, to deliver that message out there to say, hey, this is happening. This is why this is happening, right? And these are the steps that you need to, to do to make sure that you're ready for this. Um, so, you know, having podcasts like this, having articles out there helps, but at the end of the day, it really is how do we get the message across to, to the airmen? And so I think that is probably our, our biggest challenge is because, you know, if, if you're using a system and you're used to it and it works, why change, right? Why, why do we need to change? But uh, we truly feel that once the airman, once the user goes, goes into my learning and, and, and tinkers with it and, and they can see, wow, I, I've, I have all these capabilities that I didn't have before. You know, I can talk to my mentor. Um, they can give me guidance. Um, oh, this course now has videos where in the past there were just PDF files. Um, you know, in the future, when we have calibra um, 
collaboration, right? V uh, video uh, options. Uh, these are things that don't exist today uh, in, in ADLS. And so we, we do need uh, that buy-in from the user, uh, from those uh, higher up so that we make this successful. And so far, um, for the most part, uh, people are excited about this. They, they're, they're, they're wanting this, right? And, and so we, we're very, um, really very uh, wholeheartedly that once this rolls out and goes live, um, that uh, it's gonna be a good thing for an entire force. And I, I was really wanting to know too, what the actual, like the dates, so when does ADLS um, stop ceasing to work? Or, and really, I know it initially it's gonna redirect to my learning. So can you kind of just lay out the next, you know, two to three week timeline so airmen know uh, what's actually happening with ADLS? So 18 March is our, our go live date where it's like, hey, you know, once once you go on the, to, uh, to my learning, it's going to redirect you to there so you can go in there. Um, now, our current plan right now is the end of March is when um, ADLS will go dark. Okay. And, and so we got to make sure that uh, our airmen, for example, uh, we sent out a message that no later than 10 March, right? Go out and, and, and do all your training and make sure that, that that's taken care of. Um, you know, I would say as soon as you can, uh, download your uh, transcripts, right? We, we don't anticipate uh, issues transferring things over, but just as a best practice for the airmen to go out there and download their, their transcripts. Um, so, you know, we, we are, we do have uh, some backup plans just in case uh, things are, don't go as planned, but uh, working with our developers, working with the, uh, the, um, uh, the vendors, um, right now everything looks great. And so we anticipate a, a flawless uh, launch um, and those things that we can work out, we will work on by case by case basis. And and Adam, I I, I ask you, you know, from a, a technological perspective, like when you look at this program and knowing that ADLS is kind of step one of a three phased approach, um, what what do you see as as the next step? Uh, for my learning, because I think some would go, okay, cool, you just made a new platform for ADLS, but it, it it's going to be a lot more than that. What what are the next steps? Yeah, so um, you can kind of build on uh, what Lieutenant Colonel Wynn was saying. So we've got phase one going out this month. Um, we've got uh, multiple technologies uh, coming soon to also allow for more, more uh uh, collaborative learning, uh, and then, you know, kind of building up to phase two, which is our FOC um, go in August timeframe. Um, and then from there, kind of actually what I was alluding to earlier is that that new new requirements phase, which again, for me coming over from the requirements side and DTA having this kind of holistic picture of HR systems, uh, that that's going to be that that area where we're really starting to, to flow, right? We're, we've, we've kind of reached um, reached where we're humming along and we're able to start um, looking forward to new, new requirements, uh, new customers um, coming on board and, and kind of saying, hey, wow, this, this platform can really provide a lot to us. Um, and, and then, it, you know, and they're enabling us to, to go ahead and say, hey, this can, be, this can be your future as well. We can bring you on. Uh, and, and that will allow for maybe uh, eventually a single stop shop for all uh, education and training uh, as we start to allow for others to come on board and potentially decommission some of those other systems. So Mr. McKinney, I, I was curious, like when we talk about a holistic one-stop shop and, you know, 
to bring up the ghost of the past of the the Athelsee and the the enterprise system um, that that didn't work. Um, can you talk maybe a little bit about? And maybe this is an opportunity for any of you. I, I kind of wanted to take a moment and debunk any myths or mistruths from the field. Um, you know, are there things that that maybe are floating around about this whole project that that simply either aren't true or um, that you've learned from the past and you guys have corrected so that way um, we can move out with this awesome new force development learning management system. You bet. You know, I think one of the challenges with the you know previous uh, effort that we had was um, uh, I don't know if we if we truly had the technical underpinning that we needed to create the environment. It, so the requirement uh, was valid, and and I believe that requirement for that single operating environment remains uh, valid today. But we didn't have the technology that we needed to have in place to realize that the, the dream that we had. Uh, and so that's why I think the first big things that Aaron will see is that we, there's, we are beyond PowerPoint slides, right? Uh, as, as Colonel uh, Wynn indicated and Adam, we are rolling to IOC on the 18th of March. And so we have moved beyond that. So I think that's the first thing that I think um, uh, folks will see that is different. And I think what we learned about uh, the last effort. I think the other piece that we're hearing is certainly the concern that folks have as we move from one system to a new environment and, and will my record and my data flow. And that is a big, big task force. You know, just looking at ADLS alone, we have 53 million rows of data that the team is working with to, to one, make sure that is nice and clean and ready to go, if you will, into the new environment. And that's a big task force. But, uh, and, and we've tried to, to break that into chunks. And so uh, data will be available at rollout. Um, we'll be able to, not all data, not 25 years of data, but we're gonna go back and have that three years of currency data so that the airmen will not have to go and retake training because it's just simply not in their record yet or the data didn't flow. So we're, so we're addressing that head on with, let's make sure that we, we uh, minimize any impact to our airmen. And, and I think the final thing that, um, that we've heard is, um, you know, does this, does this take over everything? Does, you know, the previous effort was, well, it becomes, you know, this is it, the one-stop shop. And, and while you've heard us say that, um, and we believe that that is, the, uh, our vision, um, I, I guess I kind of go back to the field of dreams and say that if we build it, they will come. And so uh, when folks start to see the value of this platform and the capabilities that we're presenting, which are way more than just a, a learning management system, again, in, improved analytics, just so much more collaboration, we believe that that um, our mission partners will want to bring their capability or their um, uh, content to our platform. And that will then reduce costs to the Air Force at large and get us to that single sign-on place where they can take, uh, they can take training, Airmen can take training. So we believe we're hitting a, we're hitting a lot of uh, mission needs. And, and I would even say there's some things out there that we know uh, that our Airmen want. 
um, the ability to do AR VR. Well, we're going to have that capability. Uh, uh, the the platform will be ready for that capability. The capability to use gamification in training, things that we're not doing today, we will have the capability to deliver uh, training in that way. So we're going to completely change the, uh, I believe, uh, the the learning experience. Now this is going to take time, and this will not happen overnight. And and we were talking here recently. And I, I shared that, well, the way the platform looks today, it will look completely different a year from now and then completely different five years from now because when innovators get out there, when the early adopters get out there, when our airmen get out there and really start to work the platform, they will be the ones that will truly bring life to this environment and start to use it in ways that we can't even, uh, we, we don't even envision today. And that's what we're looking for. And I think that's the promise of the future. Yeah, that's really exciting. I, I did want to ask a, a, a um, kind of a technical question, but and it's for the group. But um, security is always a factor when you yeah. talk about online environments, especially in this day and age. And, and so um, w- what is the timeline or the rollout for airmen with to be able to have the capability to do uh, training, whether it be from a different mobile device and not necessarily connected to the old Nipper system of old. Right. So, uh, so a couple of things on on, on security um, because this is really one of the, the demand signals that we've heard from the field, and that is the the uh, ability to take training beyond unclassified training inside of our environments that we don't have today. Right. Not not secret level, but certainly getting above. Um, just unclass training. Um, so we are building out this capability in, uh, in a secure disenvironment that will allow us now to get up just below secret. And the expectation moving forward is that we will get to a higher level within the environment that will actually allow us to have classified training on the platform. So, so from a security standpoint, we're putting all those safeguards in place to do that. The mobile, the uh, uh, two-factor authentication ability to log on without a CAT card, we will have that at FOC or shortly thereafter. Uh, that is on our uh, glide path to success, uh, as well as mobile access that we don't have today. So again, we can detach folks from their government computer and allow them to log on from their phone or from their iPad with their user password. And that will be rolled out uh, this summer or shortly thereafter. And, and now I know why you need a requirements guy like Mr. Rasmussen, <laughs> because I imagine his task list is about a mile long. Is that true? Is that true, Adam? It is, but, but you know, when you've got a, a good guy like Lieutenant Colonel Wynn there, you just kind of slide it off to him and then... <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, it definitely sounds exciting. And, and I know it's a lot of work. And, you know, I guess managing expectations is kind of a, a part of your job, Mr. McKinney, right? But, but at the same time, um, a lot of utility in this new platform. And, and, you know, I think airmen have a lot to look forward to. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, we have, a, uh, we have a real charge here to, to meet, meet those expectations that that you talked about. And, and we have to own up to the mistakes that we've made in the past and, and understand that, uh, you know, when I talk with the team, I like to say that, you know, we don't have a lot of trust equity built up uh, because of, of the, you know, the, the challenges we've had in the past. 
But the team that we have now that's in place is a completely new team um, that was put, a, put in place starting this past summer. And, um, and AETC has made a significant commitment uh, with standing up a new division and bringing the, the right resources in place to, to make the, you know, this, this pivot that we need to make. And so I'm excited. Um, uh, I'm excited about where we're going. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic about what the future holds because um, you know we don't want to get out there and start beating the drum too much. Um, but I am, I am, I am really optimistic. I believe that that what we are delivering will change um, the experience for airmen. So again, airmen, if you're out there listening right now, there's there's a lot to look forward to. Right now, though, you know, you should be cleaning up your last ADLS courses and, and tr getting ready to transition to the new course. Um, I know there's a lot of traffic out there, too, uh, about, um, you know, printing out your transcripts um, just to be safe. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's, from what you said, it's fair to say that, you know, be patient. The data is going to migrate. It may just take a little bit of time on day one. You may not see exactly what you thought right. you might Exactly. And that's a great point, Dan. Again, um, you know, day one, it may not be there, but hey, you know, day five, day six is all flowing. And, and one of the other things that I just like to add, because we know there's some concern about cyber awareness training and folks being able to maintain access. You know, we're working real hard with, uh, with the folks at the air staff to, uh, to work a moratorium um, so that no one gets kicked off the net uh, in the event that they're, you know, they, they, uh, they come due for cyber awareness training and is not in their records or is not pushing to the right, uh, right IA uh, system. So we're working at in the, in the back end and we, um, we fully expect that that will be in place before the 18th um, of, uh, of March. So that again, IRM will not have to worry about not being able to get, you know, on the net and being quarantined because, you know, of course was not, uh, data was not passed. Well, exciting times. It's always exciting at headquarters AETC, living, living the force development dream, advancing force development, developing the airmen we need. It really is exciting stuff. Gents, I really just want to say thanks for your time today. I had a great time. Thanks. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. Tons of great information there to unpack, and my learning is going to be on the streets live starting 18 March. So be on the lookout for it. ADLS training is the first to migrate. So more to come. You'll get a lot of information through your career field managers, through your unit training managers, and more. Big thanks to Mr. McKinney, Mr. Rasmussen, and Colonel Wynn for their time talking all things my learning and how it ties to our force development mission here in AETC, developing the airmen we need. As a reminder, you can follow Air Education and Training Command and the AETC Command Team on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're also on LinkedIn if we haven't found Air Education and Training Command there. And you can also catch up on all the latest news on our website, www.aetc.af.mil. For our entire AETC Public Affairs Team, I'm Dan Hawkins. So long. We'll talk to you next time on The Air Force Starts Here.